0: I'm Jessie Aredia, and you're listening to Soul Care for the New Mom, a podcast designed with new moms in mind, where we talk about what it looks like to thrive in motherhood as the free, confident, joy filled women God has called us to be. I am so excited about today's episode because I had the opportunity to chat with Audrey Bailey, who you might know as the creator behind Brush and Barley. Now, I first found Audrey and I first found Brush and Barley through Instagram um, right when her page was, was just sort of exploding from these Enneagram graphics that she was making and designing and just all of the affirmations and the beautiful artwork that she was creating and posting on her Instagram. And maybe this is how you found her as well. Well, I had her come onto the podcast today to talk to us about the heart and backstory behind Brush and Barley and, and kind of the story of how it's exploded and how even this explosion has just shaped her motherhood journey, shaped her creative journey and also shaped her faith. Um, so if you are at all familiar with Audrey Bailey and her work or if you are brand new, I am so excited for you to get to listen to the encouragement and the wisdom that she has to share. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I just want to say that if you are encouraged or inspired by what you hear today, I would love for you to share this with your friends. So take a screenshot of this episode and tag me in your Instagram stories at Soul Care for the New Mom because I just love hearing that you guys are listening, and that is always such a huge encouragement to me. Speaking of encouragement, I just want to read a quick iTunes review to you guys. This one is from Jay Long, and it says, I am so thankful to have found this podcast. I'm in the thick of parenting three little ones, and my soul has been tired and weary. This is refreshing, encouraging, relatable, and just what I need in this season of life. I highly recommend this podcast if you need to be filled up and need encouragement as a mom. Wow. Thank you. So if you haven't left a review, I would so love if you would do that. It really does help more women find the podcast. And it's also just a huge encouragement to me. So if you haven't already, I would love it if you would just leave that quick rating and review in iTunes or your Apple podcast app. Thank you guys. Now on to today's conversation with Audrey. Hey, Audrey, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on here today. Hi, I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Um I so before we really dive in, I just wanna say that okay, I found you probably how a lot of people have been finding you these days, which yeah. is on on Instagram. And I know we're gonna get into all of that. Um, but I I really wanted to have you on the podcast because first of all, your art is beautiful. Um, I mean it really does speak for itself. But also, secondly, I love the message behind what you're sharing. I love I love the things that you're saying. I love just your heart for the Lord, even, and just how that shines through your art um, and through what you're making. And also, I'm a big fan of the Enneagram, so you completely hooked me (laughs) on there. So... Anyway, I I know we're going to get into all of that, but before we do, can you just go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about who you are, um, maybe just what this season of life looks like for you right now, what your family looks like right now, um, and then maybe a little bit about Brush and Barley and the backstory behind it.
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, thank you for your kind words. Um, This is still really new to me, but um, well, right now I'm just working from home. I have a almost four-year-old daughter named Elena. She's in pre-K now. And then I have a one-year-old son named Emerson, and he just turned a year. And then my husband. Um, Season of life is kind of crazy because it has become insanely exciting, but insanely busy since um, my page blew up. Mm -hmm. But tons (laughs) of more blessings, way more blessings that have happened over like me getting used to things. So right now, it's just finding the new norm. I'm finding out what I want to do with my business and what I maybe want to leave behind. And we're just getting ready for my husband to be deployed and just taking it day by day right now. Yeah. Um, is your husband in the military? Well, he was in the Marines for four years, active okay. duty. And he got out and then he joined Navy Reserves. Really? So he's actually okay. a reservist going on deployment really do you know for how long can you say well he's gonna be gone over a total of like 10 months but he won't be deployed that long he has to go to california to do like the workups and stuff since he's not an active duty sailor
0: yeah um okay so let me ask you this um would you say that maybe one of the blessings of brush and barley is the way that it will maybe help you get through that time of
1: your husband being away? I don't know. Is that, is that a weird oh, statement? Oh no. Oh or? yes, definitely. Like I'm so, me and my husband talk about this all the time that like, it's so insane how God stepped in and when it happened. And now I like look back cause I've had this business for four years mm-hmm. and I completely see why um, he was like building things up and the way they were and how this could not have come at a better time. We, we're always, me and my husband are just always in awe with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. So go ahead and tell the listeners a little bit about brush and barley. Like, what is it? um, What made you decide to create it? What's your heart behind it? And sort of like, what does it look like now these days?
1: Oh gosh. Okay. Well, it's completely different. But when we first got married almost five years ago, I knew I wanted to, we moved to California. I'm from Arkansas. We moved to California because that's where he was stationed. And I knew I didn't want to work. Like, I worked in retail and stuff. But I just knew always I wanted to be my own boss. Mm. And so I started this. And originally, it was called Just Peachy Artistry. And that was for a good two years. And I just did acrylic paintings and sold them on Etsy. So just paints and canvas. And that's pretty much all I did. And then we had... My daughter was actually a honeymoon baby, so we found out we were <laughs> pregnant like right after we got married. Wow. So that kind of encouraged me more to be able to work from home and take advantage of my husband being in the military and being able to explore because I knew that I wanted to stay home with her. And then we moved back, I think, in 2017, and he got out of the military. My daughter was almost two. And... I wasn't quite in love with the name Just PG Artistry, so I started, like, thinking of rebranding. It took me, like, months. I would write. I knew I wanted it to be something with my faith, so I would write names in the Bible and write scriptures I liked, and then I came across a scripture, um, how Jesus fed multitudes with barley loaves and fishes, oh, and okay. barley just stuck out to me and, like, the whole meaning behind that and providing and... That So then I thought brush, because at the time I was a sole, like, watercolor painter. And so that's how Brush and Barley came together. And I've been in love with it ever since. It just felt right. And then I got a little bit more into the digital side in 2017 when I got my iPad Pro. And that's kind of led to where we are now. I've slowly stepped out of the watercolor, um stationary side and I'm dipping more into the graphic design affirmations Mm -hmm. stuff like that do you you miss the watercolor or like which which do you like more if you're I do miss the watercolor I actually like went and bought a bunch of watercolor stuff like just like a week ago and it's been sitting there because I'm kind of like I don't know where to start (laughs) but I think I'm gonna bring it back in some way because I do think a lot of people would like to see that side Um, I'm not sure if I'll do anything with it business wise, but I definitely want to make sure I don't lose that part of me because it is, I believe it's one of the biggest reasons I'm good at what I do now.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I heard you just mention affirmations. Um, tell, tell me a little bit about that. Like what do affirmations mean for you and like what, what kind of got you into it?
1: Well, if I go to the root of it, um, I have a long line of mental health um, and mental illness in my family. Um, my brother is actually schizoaffective and bipolar, and he lived with us all my life um i He was about fourteen when I was born and he lived um, with my parents up until- um like two months ago he just moved out so he he was like a big part of my life growing up and then after I had my First, um, my daughter, my first baby, I had really bad postpartum depression, Mm. and that kind of brought me into um, looking more into mental illness because I struggled with it all throughout high school, and I was in therapy for it, and I was on medication in high school, but I don't think people will ever understand postpartum depression until they go through it, and it's like on a whole different spectrum to me. And I think that's what really pushed me into um, looking more into it. But I always kept that to myself until earlier this year when I finally shared a little bit about it. And I couldn't believe the overwhelming amount of support I got of how many people felt exactly like I did. And that's what kind of kept pushing me into posting affirmations because of how people were responding to them. And I could tell people were really reacting to them and they were actually doing a purpose instead of just artwork on an Instagram feed yeah yeah for
0: sure and I I think that that sort of vulnerability really is it's admirable but I think it's also like that's that's something that God curates in us you know like that's something that he mm-hmm. loves too yes. and and I can just already see like how it's blessing others how it's being used as a testimony of him. Um, and of and of how he's, you know, shaped you and grown you. Um, I, I wanna dive I wanna dive in a little bit into the faith aspect of your creative journey and just sort of like how has your creative journey shaped your faith or how has your faith shaped your creative journey? I mean, it could be either or. Like what are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, as cliche as it sounds, um, me and my husband were both raised in religious homes. We were both raised in very non-denominational homes. Um, But when we got married, we did struggle um, finding the, not that we didn't want to go to church, but finding that groove. And like we were in a new place. And I think there's a stereotype that church is like, it's scary to like go to church for the first time somewhere, or it's scary to put yourself out there. So we did put it off for a few years and then, Recently, as cliche as it sounds, um, when we started going to church and finding our church, making connections, worshiping, praying together, tithing, everything, I swear that's when everything just started falling into place. And I Mm -hmm. could clearly see what I wanted my path to be, um, what I wanted this business to turn into. I found myself more eager to speak about my mental illness because not only do I have mental illness, but I have really bad, like, I should say stage fright, but like with everything and like, I have really bad anxiety, but as cliche as it sounds, like the more I fell into God, the more he took that away. And it's just a different, I'm a different person than I was even six months ago because of it. And I solely believe it's because we've, centered everything around him finally even though he was always in our life and we always believed in him it's different to completely accept him into your heart yeah
0: yeah and and I would say just from the outside looking in that these past six months have probably been very overwhelming in a good way hopefully um yeah just but all the massive yeah, growth
1: that's been happening It's, me and my husband are just, like, we're always talking about how, like, it's, it's so crazy because everything really falls together when you do give it to God. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just, it happens. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Tell me the story of, I don't know if there's, like, a specific day or, like, a specific week, but, like, tell me if you can walk me through, like, what happened, like, what were the... What what was the scenario? What were the posts that you put out that immediately got all that attention? Um, Just maybe just walk me through that and, like, what you were thinking or feeling as it was happening. Oh, gosh. Well,
1: I noticed my page started getting, like, a little more. Well, I was getting more likes on. I could tell when I posted, like, the mental illness affirmations or the graphics. I could tell people were responding to those more. Mm -hmm. On on Instagram. Yes. And I probably started this in like May, I think with the mental illness post, I believe because May is um, no or March because March is the mental illness month. And I think that was my first real post about it. But, um, and then I was thinking I should introduce myself on my page because I got like 200 followers at the time and I was like, Oh, 200 new followers. And this was when I was like at 3500. Um, so I was like I was thinking about doing another intro on my page and I was looking into Enneagram and I didn't really know a lot about it so I just found my number which ended up not being my real number but Oh that's funny. Um, <laughs> Cuz I like cause it's it's such a different experience to like go through it and then just like take your test. Um but yeah. so I thought oh I'll make a graphic to like explain what my Enogram is and kind of like do it as an intro to like new followers. And I sat on this idea for a good three weeks and I didn't know if I was going to do it. Thought it was kind of silly. And then I just made it and it, people responded so like crazy. Um, they were asking if I was going to do a whole collection. And honestly, at first I was like, I kind of don't want to, because I don't know a lot about the enneagram, but they just kept coming in. And then I don't remember I could probably go and find the day but I just remember it was like a week after my son's first birthday and they were just coming in and I was almost to 4,000 and um I told my husband they were just coming in like crazy and he's so sweet but in the nicest way possible he was just saying like well it'll probably like plateau he was like don't (laughs) get he was just like don't get too worked up about it he was like They'll probably plateau. And he meant that in the most sincere way possible. But I, ha- I hit 4K. And I had this huge 4K giveaway. Because I thought that was like it. And I was like, oh, I hit 4K. And I. I this, these next few days are just a blur. Because I just can't believe it. But I was getting like 10,000 followers a day.
0: Oh my I remember gosh, counting. Yeah. Like
1: I would look at my number in the morning. And then by that night, I would have another 10,000. Like they were just, I just can't even, like looking back on it, it's so crazy because my husband was even like, oh my gosh, like he couldn't fathom what was happening. And then I kept saying, oh, well, when it hits 20, it'll slow down. And then it went past 20 and and people were just freaking out over the Enogram. But then I think they were staying for the reason behind the page. Yeah. So I think the Enneagram brought them there, but then people started sticking around when they realized that it was a safe place to talk about mental illness intertwined with faith. And I think that's really why it blew up the way it did. Yeah, I love that. And like, what, what were you sort of thinking or
0: feeling as you're watching this explosion happen?
1: I don't even like remember, except that, it literally, as cliche as it sounds, it sounded like a, it felt like a dream. <laughs> and, like, I could just feel like, oh, my gosh, I'm so happy I didn't give up on this. That's all I could think mm-hmm. was, like, thank you for, to Jesus. Like, thank you for not letting me give up. And then, like, all looking back at, like, the years, because um, I thought I would like, I was, like, oh, my business is really successful. And then God was just, like, oh, you have no idea. Like it's just crazy the amount of, but I think me having such a slow beginning helped me be humble where I am now, and I think it kind of gave me more of a level head during the process, other than I really do think that if this would have happened like right when I started my business, I may have it may i I may have been acting a little differently, and it may have maybe gone to my head a little bit more than me. Just this happening to me after four years of owning this little business, if that makes sense. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it does. That's a really interesting observation. Um, Yeah. Uh, Real quick, what is your Enneagram number? If you found out your... So what was the one that you thought you were? And then what is the one that you
1: believe you are now? I thought I was a six, which is the loyalist, which is basically... Mm -hmm. Which I still do have a lot of their qualities, And I'm actually a four, but fours and sixes are very commonly mistyped because they have a bunch of similarities. They both struggle with anxiety. Um, But I read the book, A Road Back to You. I can't remember the author's name, but it's one of the biggest. It's one. It's a bestseller, I believe, in the Enneagram um, world. Um, But that made me realize definitely I'm a four with a strong (laughs) five wing. Which is the same exact as my mom. So that's kind of cool. That is cool.
0: I, um, I'm a four as well. I, I think I did know that you were a four. Um, and I'm a four as well. And I it's so just. It's such an interesting number to be. <laughs> it
1: is. I'm that's blind. how I feel about it. Because after <laughs> I announced. After I made the six. And then I was making the four for the collection. I was hardcore down myself. I was like. oh, I think I'm a four. Because I was, like, making it. I was like, this sounds way too much like me.
0: Yeah. I, um, I, I don't want to stay too long on the subject of the Enneagram, although I do love it. But I do want to ask, do you feel like um, since you've learned that you're a four and you've been kind of learning more about that, do you feel like you notice even the ways that being a four affects the way that you parent? Like, the way that you experience motherhood?
1: Oh, yes, definitely. And that's funny you said that because... I just saw a post before our call on Instagram about fours as parents. Oh, really? What did it my, say? Um, her name's Anagram Ashton on um, Instagram, but she does all these Anagram like, references. And it says for fours, we are, we encourage uniqueness. We compare ourselves to other parents. Mm. Um, we want our children to like stand out in their own way. We promote creativity and we are slow to anger, Hmm. which I feel like I have some type of eight in me though. Sometimes with parenting, but I don't know if it's because (laughs) my husband's part eight. So it like feeds off me, but sometimes I feel more like the mean parent over my husband, but I think it's, Uh. so he's, he's always the good. Oh, is yeah. he a seven? My husband's a seven too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, he's a seven with
0: a eight <laughs> wing.
1: He is. Oh, that
0: is so funny.
1: We're so opposite, oh but goodness. it's good. It's good. Yes. But... It,
0: yeah. There's a. The, uh, do you find like, like you're sort of the emotions of the household, and he's sort of the, I don't know, maybe like the fun or like this, like yes. the stability of the household in a way.
1: Yes, like it sometimes upsets me when I'm emotional about something, and he's like, "It's okay." I'm like blah blah blah. Yeah. He's so like, I'm like, "How can you say that?" Yeah, I'm like, you're freaking out. Or like, I yeah, I give him great. <laughs> like for how much grace he gives me when I'm upset. Like I look back after that after our conversation, Sometimes I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Like I'm blessed because he just like mm-hmm. looks at me like, "Oh, she's having one of her moments. She'll be fine." And then he moves on. Yeah, yeah. I I feel like. My husband, he just has such a way of
0: keeping me grounded when I would rather like wallow in whatever mm-hmm. I'm feeling in the moment, and he's sort of like, "Hey, we don't have to stay here. Like, we can, yes, we can move on. We can reset our day. Whatever it is that you're hoping or looking for, like, we can just do it. And <laughs> and sometimes yes, exactly. I just need that. Yeah, yeah. But the, I, I love all those points about how you know being a for it shapes motherhood. Um I, I resonate with a lot of that. Maybe not so much the the anger part, because I uh, I've had my fair share of struggles with anger for sure. Um, but I think maybe that's where the anxiety piece even comes in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So going back to this growth in your business, um, what would you say to the listener who maybe she has some sort of creative gift or a passion or Or a business that she's pursuing in this dream, how would you encourage her if she's not seeing the results that she's hoping for, or she's not understanding the purpose behind her passion just yet? What kind of words of encouragement would you offer her?
1: I would offer, I would definitely say to go for it no matter what, but Mm -hmm. also to, as hard as it is, you can't be spend good time that you could be experimenting or self-reflecting comparing yourself to others I think that is one of the biggest reasons a lot of people do not go for what they really want because especially in this day and age there's comparisons everywhere and I feel like there's a stereotype that there's not enough room for all the creatives um especially on Instagram but there really is there's not even My little corner of the internet is not even the tip of the iceberg when it comes to all the amazing makers out there, no matter the the following amount. And I think also people starting out, I've even been guilty of this. They look at the followers as like the goal. Like, Mm. oh, if I get this many followers, things will be better. And I'm first to tell you that even though with all these followers, I still have... Rougher days than before I had 3,000 followers. Like, yes, it it has blessed me in a lot of ways. But if I don't have that core motivation or if I don't come back to self-reflection and knowing who I am, the followers really are not going to drive the rest of my business. Mm. And I think people need to really... Just know why they're doing what they do and not care if they're not getting likes right away or follows because if you're being genuine and you're being authentic in what you're doing, no matter what, they will come to you. The people that are supposed to be your people will come to you and you'll be so glad that you have people who love what you do. That's the one thing that I'm so blessed with and I won't ever get over is that I'm able I'm at a part of my life where I can create solely from my heart, and people are still going to love it. And I think some people like, I don't want people to think they have to cater to what's popular or what's on trend right now to get followers, because then you're going to really hate what you're doing and you're going to eventually resent it. So I think even if it's a slower start, being authentic in yourself and sharing something you're passionate about will bring the people that you truly want to be behind you and want to support you in the end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I I really like what you say about um, you have to stay with, you know, what your true passion, what your true motivation is, because that is what will help fuel you and keep you going forward. Mm -hmm. And, And I'm thinking back to earlier in our conversation when we talked about your husband being deployed and you having this to invest in while he's away. Um, I just I feel like it's just so amazing how God orchestrates things like that because mm-hmm. you know it's because you pursue the passion that you have that form of self care or you have that yes that, that way to find fulfillment through it um, I'm wondering like how do you how do you balance it on – and I hate using the word balance sometimes because you know it's such a weird word but how do you find ways to manage your time wisely because you're still home with your kids and they're still so young and I'm sure you know they're at this age where where there's a lot of demands or there's a lot of busyness Mm -hmm. so like what are some things that you do to maybe keep keep managing time
1: wisely and not getting too burnt out well I'm gonna be honest up front is this is one of my biggest struggles and I think it is because the four in me (laughs) Um, I often compare myself to ones like I admire them so much because like, I don't know if this is a poor thing, but like, I want so badly to be organized. And I want so badly to time block or just be more conscious of my time. But my brain just doesn't work that way. And I'm just like scattered all the time. So, this is something I work on and I struggle with so much because my kids are at a young age. So, I'm basically, my daughter's in pre K now. So, that helps. She goes five days a week. But my son, being a year old, God bless him, but he is so, he's, he's a handful and he's at the age where he's just go, go, go. He is so precious. When I watch your insane stories, you. I'm just he's, like,
0: oh he's my amazing. Goodness.
1: He's just, he's, he's a mama's boy. I love so it. it's nap time or all night when I work. And I think not that I don't find balance, but it works for right now. Um, I My husband is very good at letting me do my own thing and knowing when I need a break. But I know he's not going to be here for a little bit. So I think at the end of the day, though, I need to know when to take a break mm-hmm. and not worry about my DMs, not worry about the orders I have or what I need to get done. But I need to listen to myself when I need to take a break. And then that's like a refresher for me. Um I've been trying to get better at like having set hours or taking more of the weekends off so I can come back with a fresh mind. And it seems like little things, but I think especially for me and how my brain works, if I don't sweat the small things, that'll help me be more productive
0: in the long yeah. run yeah definitely um did I see that you have a a YouTube channel in the works
1: yes I do um I'm okay. not sure it's gonna launch this month um hopefully next week I have my first video recorded and edited I'm solely working on the intro which is so tedious but it's just one of those things like I can't not take my time on the intro because that's like. It may be a little part, but to me it's like one of the and one of the more important parts
0: yes yeah well i I'm just asking, um because you know you mentioned that you you know you're fitting your work in into nap time and into bedtime, so I was wondering how how on earth are you doing YouTube videos?
1: <laughs> oh well, Emerson <laughs> makes a great appearance in my first video because Does he woke up, <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I am that. contemplating getting him like um maybe some part-time daycare. I'm I think we are because I just don't think there's any way around it at this point with how much mm-hmm. stuff I need to do. So, yeah. I think we're going to get him into either a mother's day out program or just some part-time daycare where he can go two to three days a week just to let me completely but one thing my husband, I can't believe I forgot this. He actually put in his notice today. So he's going to be home for a good month or two before he leaves. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's he said he's ready to be the stay-at-home dad. Oh, that is amazing. So that is So I'm going to get amazing. spoiled and then he's going to leave.
0: But <laughs> yeah, true. It'll, Very true. It'll help.
1: <laughs> it'll help for now.
0: Very true. What are um besides, you know, doing your art and um you know making making your making your art what other things do you do for self-care or for soul care these days
1: i love watching tv shows that's probably what forever being my like guilty pleasure
0: amen Um, to that
1: (laughs) what what are you watching right now well i watch friends and gilmore rolls on repeat but i love reality shows (laughs) so oh really okay yes oh my gosh it's so bad but they're so cringy but I love Vanderpump Rules I don't know if you've heard of that uh I have not it's a Bravo show okay it's just it's drama I think me watching that makes me feel better about that is funny my life even though I know it's all scripted but I love reality shows my husband and I love watching Movies, but one thing is, I love scary movies, and he does not. So, it's a constant, like, argument when it's movie night. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I think that one of the biggest things I miss before having kids is going to the movies. Mm -hmm. It's, like, one of my biggest stress relievers, because I... And especially now with kids, because it's so quiet, and nobody's talking to me for, like, two hours. That it's, like, I don't have any and my mind's not like on work cuz i'm focused on something else that i think is just my guilty pleasure and it it actually really helps when i take time to do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah, i love that. Um one more question. Actually, i have two more questions. Um first, what is god
1: kind of teaching you lately in the season that you're in? I think he's definitely teaching me patience. Um because this has been a crazy experience and I'm having to relearn to do things. Um, Also with um, constructive criticism or like some of the hardships that do come with a lot of followers. Um,
0: Do you get constructive
1: criticism?
0: Yeah, quite a bit. Really? Okay. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's something that I've, that has been more of the harder things because I'm a four. So I, I cry easily. I get very like my feelings hurt. I feel like I read into things a lot more than other people do. Like other types. I, I think someone's like out to get me when that may not be their intention (laughs) at all. When,
0: when when they're pointing out a typo and then you're all heard about it for
1: the rest of the night. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It is so bad. (laughs) Like I like, I have an artist's brain, like, when I sit down. Like, I feel like I'm a very... I was very good at English in high school, and I was the person that was annoyed when people had typos. <laughs> but when I'm, like, it, like sitting down writing, like, it's all out the window. Like, I, I make all these typos. I have, like, two people, my friends, that I send proofs to before I post everything.
0: Oh, that, that's actually a very
1: smart idea, though. It yeah. is. It's just it's, it's a lot. And I know people don't mean to like, I know if they're not being rude about it, but it's like, to my type, it hurts. It really hurts my feelings. So that's something that I struggle with. So I think God, though, is helping me let go of some of that, because the more it happens, the more I'm okay with it. Not that I'm numb to it. um, But I think it's made me realize like, it's okay that I feel the way I feel, but at the end of the day, I'm not going to let it bother me because I'm still living my dream. So yeah. at the end of the day, somebody commenting something is not going to change my course or change why I do this. Yeah, definitely. I love that.
0: Um, Last question, where can listeners find you? Your website, social media links, where can they find you at? So
1: obviously the biggest one that I'm on most of the time is Instagram, and that's just at Brush and Barley. Um, I do have a Facebook, which is just facebook.com slash brushandbarley. Um, I pretty much post whatever is on Instagram on there. But on Facebook, you can get more of the direct links and post, obviously, because Instagram Sometimes it gets frustrating because you can only have links in certain places. <laughs> but um, YouTube will be coming soon, and that's also Brush and Barley. And then I do have a Pinterest as well, which is Brush and Barley. That has grown so much, too. That is insane, and it blows me away. But that has taken off a little bit, too. That is really cool.
0: Well, thank you so much for just sharing your heart, for sharing everything your story of brush and barley just the backstory behind it and just kind of what journey you've been on these past few months I mean it's kind of wild and it's really fun to watch from the outside I know it's got to come with all kinds of pressures and stress and craziness but on this side it it looks really cool so thank thank you you for
1: sharing that yeah of course I'm so glad that you reached out
0: Yes. All right. Well, I will be sure to link all of your social media, all of your website links in the show notes. And um, I can't wait. I'm so I'm so thankful you had me. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you. We'll chat again soon. Awesome.